0: This meeting is being recorded. All right. Welcome back to Fat Stacks. Guys, I see you see a new face here. We got our NBA correspondent, Big Alex Beckham, coming in here, talking NBA, talking a little basketball, high school basketball coach. He's going to let us know about the basketball talk. All right. But what we're going to talk about first, we haven't talked about it in a little bit since we've been back. Season two, we haven't talked about it. NBA. NBA trade deadline today. Boy, it was a good one. It was a real good one. Got me a little, got me a little, got me going a little bit for the playoffs. I can tell you that right now. And so we can, I'm just going to, I'm just going to go trade by trade and what I see here. I see, I, I have these trades that happened today and yesterday and what I want to talk about. If you got anything to touch on it? We'll touch on it. We'll try to rapid fire these. Then we'll go winners and losers if we got any. Okay. Sound good? All right. So Warriors get Gary Payton Jr. or Gary Payton. Gary Payton the second, I guess Gary Payton Jr. send Kevin Knox to the Trailblazers. Then the Warriors send five second round picks for Gary. Is that
1: for that was for Gary? Yeah. Gary Payton. So that those were the five those so those were the five second round picks they traded James Wiseman for. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Got it. That that makes sense. I mean, I like Gary Payton, but I I think they, I, I don't know. if Five second round picks is where Gary Payton. I feel like Gary Payton is a second round pick. Um, so I, I don't know about that one. that one. I was I was I was happy they got James Wiseman off because James Wiseman needed to be out of there. But I I uh I don't know round picks for good old Gary Payton. Good point. Lakers land
0: Mo Bamba, one of the best songs of all time. But they get Mo Bamba.
1: Hey, I, I will have to admit, good luck trying to score down low against AD and Mo Bamba.
0: If they don't play I'll Mo be in Bamba. They don't play Mo I don't Bamba. think we'll play that much. If they don't play Mo Bamba in the Staples Center, I'm going to be disappointed.
1: It, do, it, I'm hoping he plays. Like I, The thing is, he shoots 38% from three, like Put him around LeBron. It might be he dangerous. thirty eight percent. He's doing thirty eight percent from three this year. <laughs> I didn't know that. Here, I'll I'll tell you. I'll, I'll pull up his. Uh, all right. Stats. While, you're, while, that's while you're pulling it
0: up, I got another Clippers at Mason Plum, Plumley. We're in an NBA fantasy league, and Mason Plumley is one of my starting centers. So he's got he's got to start playing pretty quick. All right, Alex and Fisher in that league. I'm making a comeback. Mason Plumley needs to come back, but no, I ain't. No,
1: I. No. My my bad, Tyler. I was wrong on Mo three point percentage. He's actually shooting 39.8%. He's almost at 40%. Come on now. 2.7 threes a game. He's uh shooting 2.7, making at least one three a game. All right.
0: And then uh Josh Richardson to New Orleans. Or yeah. I mean I'm not it's not big.
1: Um didn't uh didn't Devontae Graham go back in that trade? Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if that's really a win or a lose for each yeah, team. I feel I like Josh is kind of an iffy guy. And Devontae Graham, at least he gives you heart.
0: Uh, one thing that I thought was overrated, and you kind of touched on it, was Wiseman going to the Pistons. And with that young team, I think that, I think that Wiseman would be a, be a really good player for the Pistons. They got a young team. Um, looks like the Hawks got – you, someone else say that name for me. Sadiq Bay. Yeah. Sadiq no. Anyway, but any comments on that? I just like been going that young Pistons teams made sparks up a little bit of energy out of him. I don't
2: know. They already have a few good centers,
0: young centers. Yeah. They do. You're right. All right, Eric Gordon to the Clippers, uh, three-team deal, Memphis Grizzlies and Houston Rockets. Along with that deal, Rockets received John Wall and Danny Green, and Grizzlies received Luke Kennard. I think that the Grizzlies got Luke Kennard as a start to what they can add, but uh, not, maybe not enough. And then John Wall talking crap on Houston, saying it was a crap town, and then absolutely getting traded back is one of the funniest things ever.
1: That is hilarious. I saw, you may get... Go saw ahead. that podcast. That's hilarious. That podcast that he was just ranting on like two weeks ago it was hilarious to see now.
2: He may be the first guy to get bought out by the same team twice. Good point. <laughs> True.
0: All right, Clippers Brian Bones Highland from the Denver Nuggets uh, for two second round picks. Uh,
1: yeah, that's what that is. I actually like that one that's for the Clippers. Move. I um, can't believe they see like the, how how do they give up two second round picks for Bones Highland, but then you get the but then the Warriors give up five second round picks for. Gary Payton. I'd take Bones Highland over Gary Payton. Yeah.
0: I just – I don't think picks mean really anything, like second-round picks. I don't think picks really mean anything unless you have yeah, – Second-round pick. picks don't, but I – I Unless sort you of have a lottery of pick. Me. Unless you know you're going to have a lottery pick, I don't think picks mean anything. Like no,
2: I think he's worth more to the Warriors than those picks.
1: Oh, I'm not disagreeing with that. I'm just saying, like, I'm amazed at how – yeah, it is if, I'm, if I'm Portland, I'm ecstatic. I got five second round picks. I have five Gary Paytons coming to my team in the next couple of years. You know what I mean? Like guys are gonna be gritty. Like that's what you can draft in the second round. I
0: don't know. Um,
1: Suns uh,
0: getting Darius Bagsley, Baysley, uh, for Stark, you know, second round pick, three, three minor, nope. um. Hawks trading Justin Holiday and Frank Kaminsky for Garrison Matthews and Bruno Fernando, pretty, pretty minor. Um, one thing that I think that underrated move, maybe not underrated, but I love it, Milwaukee Bucks trading five second-round picks Serge Ibaka to the Brooklyn Nets for Jay Crowder.
1: Um, yeah, that was a good pick. Move. Oh,
0: my gosh. Jay Crowder with Bobby Fortas might be the most great, the craziest freaking lineup. I mean, they're just great I- guys. But I don't know if they'll start Crowder. But, it, I mean, that's just a gritty lineup. I love it. Portis didn't start either. But. Yeah. Gritty lineup. I like it. Good championship lineup there, I think. Um, I don't know. Denver Nuggets. acquiring uh, Thomas Bryant. What else? Uh, Trailblazers acquiring requiring Matisse Stiebel, defensive guy from the 76ers. All right, big one. Kevin or Anthony Phoenix? Aaron, how are we feeling?
1: I, man, I don't know. I, I'm going to miss Mike Hell. I'm a miss Cam Johnson. Screw Jay Crowder. Um, and, I mean, I guess you're giving up four first, but at the same – was it four? How many? I think it was four. I think it was, think four, it was four, right? Mike. I think yeah, it's it all together. Yeah. I
0: think four first and three seconds.
1: But in all honesty, those firsts are going to probably be later in the draft anyways. I mean, you're going to have – except maybe the 2029 first-round pick because that will probably actually be a pretty viable pick because I'm sure Phoenix will be pretty cleaned out by then. But like 2023 and 2025, I don't think with having Devin Booker and KD on that team, I don't see them being you – know I mean, I don't see them being the bottom fit. You know I mean, 15 where we're getting a decent pick. It's going to be that later round, later first round picks. Yeah. fair. So, I, I don't know. I was happy with it. I, I think you uh, – I, I was happy to see us more in one now mode. Uh, the one thing that people aren't talking about is how TJ Warren was also in that deal. Um, TJ Warren's a bucket. Don't get me wrong. Like, he hasn't played really since the, uh, the COVID outbreak. But that, that guy's a bucket. So, I mean, adding more scoring, the only problem I see with this team is uh, – Defense, but if you can outscore score them, who, who really cares? Yeah. All right.
0: Lakers you get DeAndre Mike Michael Beasley, and Jared
1: Vanderbilt. How are you feeling about Lakers after this? I, I honestly kind of like, I love this move. I love, I, I love this, I love. and I love the Rui Hachimura move, deal. Um, yeah, obviously your Malik Beasley can shoot and D'Angelo Russell is uh, a decent shooter as well. And then at least you get more of a point guard than, I mean, you have Pat Bev and Schroeder. I feel like at least you can put Russell in the first spot and leave him. And Vanderbilt plays defense. He's, he'd be a nice guy to have out there when Anthony Davis is not out there, so.
0: I agree. I think Lakers got a lot better. Uh, I mean,
1: if I had to choose a team and that three Team deal though that won, I would take the Timberwolves. I know I'm not a huge fan of Mike Conley but uh Nikhil Alexander Walker is a dog. Uh relationship to uh Shea Gillage's Alexander, if you didn't know that. Um they're like, I don't know, like second cousins. Um, but then getting a pick swap and two second round picks and really all they gave up was D'Angelo Russell Well, D'Angelo Russell Malik, but Beasley and Jared Vanderbilt, they kind of like kind of sold a little bit, but they weren't in condition contentions this year.
0: I agree. Um, anything else on the trade deadline? I don't have a whole lot other than
1: that. I just kind of went line by line there and, and uh, that, but... I, uh, there was one more trade that I really liked. Oh, Yaka Purdle going to the Raptors. I was happy, happy to see that one. And Love it. uh let's see. As a Raptors fan, Alex, how you like that?
2: Coming back, coming, he's coming back to Toronto. And,
1: and the I'm gonna say what well, there's there's one question I have, and that is did the Mavericks really think that getting Kyrie Irving was enough while giving up Spencer Dinwiddie and Dorian Finney Smith? I don't I don't I, I hate to say it I don't I still don't like this team. Really, I mean you have the, your front I and mean, your uh backcourt's good, but your front court's not good at all and all, if you ask me, I mean Christian Wood has been lopsided the last few games and he's still come off the bench. It's not like you have really uh any big man presence down low really either. So, I forget what who who they start um
0: is it Dwight know, Powell?
1: Yeah, Powell. Powell sucks. He's so bad. I I mean, I I went to a Mavs game this year. That guy was, that was when Luka dropped the 60 point triple double like crazy. And Dwight Powell looked like I, I didn't even realize he was out there. Like it was that bad.
0: One thing I do have to say for the NBA, this is just with my team. Um, Why are we not trading Zach? Um, I heard the Knicks were in on him. I heard a few other people are in on him. I've heard him and Billy Donovan are on the outs. Everybody is signing with Donovan. Nobody likes him on the team. I think it's time to ship him out. And I think, I mean, what, what, why are you shaking your head? I just don't understand. Like, if he's not, if he's not, uh, if he's not doing well on the team and he's, high value now why not just trade him i think we also made a mistake not trading Vucevic. i know he wants to re-sign back but i think that's also a bad i mean he's old yeah. kind of getting older i think that's a bad uh, thing in the front office too, not signing Vuce or not trading Vuce. i think and if and if you're wanting if you're not thinking that you're going to build around zach levine and you're not thinking he's a guy you want to build around then why not just trade him Because his value is not gonna get any higher than I feel like right now. And so that's that's my point. Same thing with Vooch, same idea with Vooch as well. Because he's getting older. He's not I mean, he's like probably our second best player. And he I just I don't know. Anyway.
1: I got a question, Tyler. Okay. Do we uh do we still believe in this Patrick Williams pick? I don't know.
0: Here here's the thing. When you, when you have a new G, GM like you did AK, and I mean, you just hired him a couple months before that. You have to, you know, you, know, you, you think, well, why not? We're just going to trust this guy. You know what I mean? And now it's starting to seem like he's not very good as a GM. And so, um, to be honest with you, if I'm looking back on it, no, it was not a good pick, obviously. I mean, I can sit here and say that. But at the time when they did pick him, I was excited because you kind of had this new energy when it came to the GM and you thought he would do a, a good job and, and thought he would be, be the guy to, you know, lead this rebuild that the bulls had going at the time. Same thing. I mean, honestly, the bears are in the same situation. Like I have no other choice, but then to believe like Ryan Poles going to do a good job for the bears GM. And so like what other choice do I have until like in two years, if he sucks, then I'll be like, well, this guy sucks. Get him out. Like close us again. Like, and that's. I mean.
2: I mean, he's not a, terrible, but he's not like an all-star. I mean, he's
0: not like. And what are they picking at like five or six? I mean, he's not a six overall yeah. pick. Like he didn't
2: meet expectations.
0: No, no, and and like I don't think like, and here's the thing like I don't think anybody thought he was going to meet expectations when he didn't even start on his team. Like he didn't even start at Florida State. He was a six man, and so it's like, what are you like? What are we doing like? okay, let's, let's just go ahead and get this guy, and we'll just go ahead and believe it. But, yeah, I mean, I, I, think, I think he has, like, one or two more years to really make a splash because Chicago is a big market, whether you believe it or not. It has to be a big market, and you have to spend the money. Jerry Reinsdorf has to spend this money. We haven't been good since freaking Jordan has pretty much left, other than one or two years with Derrick Rose there. And so we got to gotta, we gotta spend some money, and we got to get guys there. because Chicago is not a small market. We got
1: to get guys there. People want to be in Chicago.
0: They don't want to pay the taxes in Illinois, but they want to be in Chicago.
1: I was actually happy to see Toronto not sell, though. Because I, I was, I was told that they might be getting rid of OG, and I, I don't get me wrong, OG ono is a dog, and if he was in any other market, like that was big, he would actually have a little bit more, like with some spotlight on him, he'd, he'd kind of have a lot more to his name, but. I was happy to see him stay because I mean if you really think about it now, I mean your your starting lineup is Fred Van Vliet, Gary Trent Jr., OG Anobi, Pascal Siakam and and uh, Scotty Barnes. That's not a bad lineup at all. Like that might be the most complete one through five. Like your worst starter is probably Gary Trent Jr. And he's probably one of the best fifth starters on most yeah, I mean, he'd start on most teams in the NBA, so I don't know. I, I kinda I just like watching the Raptors play. So I was just happy to see them not sell.
2: I don't know. I kind of wanted them to trade OG. Ooh. Because they're not gonna be able to sign all these guys back. They got a few free agents.
1: You need to you need to sign OG and Scotty Barnes.
2: OG's signed for the next couple of years pretty cheap, I think.
1: Yeah, and Scotty Barnes, th- those two need to be who you I mean, Pascal, you if you kept those three Oh God, I didn't even realize you guys have Malachi Flynn on your team too. I don't know. I I I just like those three. You you're pretty much Fred Van Fleet is just a shell of himself this year. It feels like. Yeah.
0: Anyway, let's let's move on to the bread and butter of the podcast. That is college basketball. Now it's time for Fisher to lift his head up and start paying attention. He's love. He loves college basketball. Ooh. Fisher, I do have one question. Let me tell you something. Let me ask you something, and, and I don't know if you're going to like this question. Before we get into it, what is going on with Rick Barnes and these Tennessee Volunteers, man? I mean, what are we doing? I mean, it's the, tough. Did
3: you see that buzzer beater? I didn't even watch it. I saw that they lost. Uh, Vanderbilt, crazy. Hit, Vanderbilt hit a buzzer beater. Um, you know, they were they were down two. They kicked it out. The dude was wide open. And uh, our best free throw shooter, Vescovy, he missed a free throw down the other end of the floor to give them that opportunity. So, free throws, offense wasn't there. But I told you guys, before they got on this cold streak, I said that the Vols, you know, they they have a cold offensive stretch every game for about five minutes. And that's going to be the death of them. So, they they probably don't even deserve to be in the top ten after that loss. I mean, back-to-back losses against not very good SEC teams.
0: Vandy's a tough place to play. I mean, you can't really knock that as on the road, but – Conference game on the road. You know, you can't – I know it's not a very good team, but you still still can't, can't uh, be too – I mean, you can be disappointed in the loss, but you can't, like, really knock it too much because a lot of teams lose on conference games on the road. So, um, I don't know. I think Tennessee is a team that can win it all, but yeah, you know, I think it's good that they lost. All right, I'm going to say that. I think it's good that they lost. A little yeah, reality yeah. check. You
3: know, it, you- it might be good for them. Yeah, and, you know, this way, you know, they're not getting too hot too early. but. It just hurts when you, it just hurts because Vanderbilt is the in state rival and yeah. we own Vanderbilt and everything. It's a lose on their floor. It's the first well, time that's happened in a while. Maybe not baseball. Uh, well, we're talking the big, the big money. Oh, okay. College, yeah. Okay. Football, basketball. Yeah. You're right. Baseball and, you know, ball. maybe you last, last year
0: baseball, but
3: yeah. Right. So, but yeah. I mean, I think, I think the Vols have a, I don't know who they have this Saturday actually. Um, but it'll whoever they have it. The SEC is not too strong, so it should be a good bounce back spot for them.
0: Anyway, let's get let's get to tomorrow's game. Sorry, I just had to ask Fisher about that. But Xavier at Butler, Xavier minus six and a half. Garrett, how are we feeling about it?
1: Xavier minus six and a half on the road. On the road, I well listen. I will be completely honest with you. I love This Butler 50. team's not that great. They're they're not, they're not that great. I've watched Butler play. They're not that great. The only thing is, is that when you get, if if we're talking Xavier Butler, these two teams really do not like each other. Like, I feel like this is generally the Big East rivalry, if you ask me. Like, if there's a Big East rivalry, it's these two teams. Um, Just because I used to love watching Xavier, I used to love watching Butler. Um, And they, but in six and a half, I would say I want, like, if this wasn't like any, Rivalry, I'd probably take Xavier minus six and a half, but I I don't feel comfortable touching this game. I can see Butler winning this, in all honesty. So uh, I think it, I think it's going to be a pretty close one, just because of uh, you know, it, it's just like Kansas Kansas State. It, it doesn't matter how bad any team or Malfurna versus Troy doesn't matter how bad a team is, they can still knock the other team off any given night. Why do they play each other just because of the rivalry?
3: Yeah, I'm, I'm still taking Xavier. I, I get what you're saying. Uh, and you're right. I mean, Butler's not good. They have a losing record in the Big East. Uh, losing record overall, they're eighth in the Big East. Uh, I like Sean Miller. Obviously, I think he's a great coach. Uh, I think he's got Xavier back up and running. Um, who, well, didn't they have John Gross before Sean Miller, yeah. former Illini guy? So uh, I mean, Xavier—that's a team. I, when we all grow up, grew up watching March Madness. Xavier was kind of in the tournament a few—you know—they went a few years without it. They're back to prominence. They're a top fifteen team. So give me Xavier. They're, um, I had something pull up about them against the spread. Now I can't find it, but um,
1: they are, I think they're. they're I think.
3: They're, what's that? They're, thir- they're thirteen and ten against the spread. Okay, thirteen and ten against the spread. I know they're on the road, but they are a much better team just by the eye test. And uh, they've got two top 25 wins in their last five games. Uh, Marquette and I can't remember who else they beat. They might have beat UConn. So I I really like this spot for
0: them. Alex, how are we feeling about it? Big East matchup. (laughs) Nothing to say. (laughs) I I, I don't know if I I would touch the game, like Eric said, but my lean would probably be Xavier, this one. Um again, I just a much better team. My lane, if, 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 and if I do hit the game, I, I will hit Xavier 100%. I don't think there's any any shot that I'm hitting Butler at this this number, at six and a half. I think, you know, I, I think, like you said, Sean Miller's got it going. You know, coming out from Arizona and going to Xavier, I think, you know, bringing back a program in the Big East that
1: needed it. So, need a little – go ahead. Build. It'll depend on the tempo of that game because I mean, obviously, you have one team that likes to score a lot, and another team just kind of likes to. And Butler likes to slow it down a little bit and reduce the amount of possessions. So, I would that's like thing that scares me is Butler at home. If they could reduce the amount of possessions, I think they could cover that six and a half.
3: I would like to mention, uh, kind of unrelated, but if you are not on FanDuel, and I use DraftKings more, but if you're, if you're, if you use another platform. You're not on FanDuel yet. They have a $3,000 uh no sweat bet. No sweat first bet. So, that is huge. I mean, you usually see that for $100 or $200. Since it's Super Bowl week, if you bet, I think it's up to the Super Bowl or maybe during the Super Bowl up to $3,000 and you get that money back if you lose. Now you get that money back in a bonus credit, so you can't cash out. You still, I think, you have still got to bet it. So there still is a risk, but I mean, if you're going to bet that money anyway, you might as well use it and get some, you know, get some free credits with it. So download FanDuel. We're not paid by them to say this. I'm just saying this. It's it's three thousand dollars. That's a lot of money.
0: That's, lot. that's that's a huge deal if you want it. That's a lot of money. Let's go Saturday slate. Not as big Saturday slate as it was last Saturday, It was still a pretty good one go uh west virginia at texas 11 a.m game big 12 matchup i'm gonna go first i think it's texas i know west virginia had a big win yesterday i think texas at home i think this game might end up being a pick maybe one and a half texas way but i think it's texas
1: I've, I actually think you're going to see this line come in, like my six and a half Texas.
0: If it's that, I'll take West Virginia.
1: Yeah, that, that's I agree. I honestly think this is a 50-50 game. I think I'd give the lean to Texas, but I think you're going to see this line, line come in.
0: If the line is two and a half or more, I will bet West Virginia.
1: Pro, yeah, I would probably agree with that. Um, Maybe one and
0: a half. I, I lean Texas, but let me tell you something. I don't think they're going to win big.
1: No, I don't think they're going to win big at all. I, I don't. I, you don't see a Big Twelve Bob, team you mean Bob win big in conference hardly ever.
0: There's two guys I want to eat dinner with, and that's Bob Huggins and Andy Reid.
1: <laughs> you eating burgers? Eating burgers. I was going to say you got to be eating burgers. Eating, um, bur-
0: eating burgers and bros just out on the back patio, watching some ball.
1: Yeah. This Big Twelve. I don't know if you guys have pay attention to the Big Twelve standings, but you have five teams within one game right now. Uh, it's going to be interesting coming down the wire on that one. Obviously, Texas leads everyone, and then there's four teams tied at seven and four right behind Texas eight and three. So it's going to be interesting on the rest of the ride. I agree.
3: Fish. Well, uh, Mark Marcus Carr single-handedly kept the Longhorns in the game against Kansas on Monday. Uh, if you picked up on that game. I mean, huge second half for him, making threes left and right. Got to love what he's doing. Uh, Timmy Allen, I think he's a super senior, super-duper senior. He's like John Fulkerson. He's one point away from 2,000 points in Texas. So he's probably going to get that Saturday, so that'll be a big deal. And, yeah, I think they're starting to click at the right time. So I, I I don't know a number yet, but I love what the Longhorns are doing. I think they can make a deep run. Alex?
1: Texas, love it. The, love it. The only uh, it. I mean, I'd take Texas in this one, but Fish brought up the Texas versus Kansas game. You want to know the craziest thing about that game, though, is Jalen Wilson only had two points and they still beat him.
0: Hey, can you tell me yeah, you? yeah. Hey, that's that's all fine, Andy, but I just want usually you,
2: he has to carry them. Yeah. Usually, I usually want you, he has to carry. Usually,
0: them. I want you to admit that Kansas is not the number five game.
1: I, I'm not going to admit oh. that. Oh, my goodness. Dude, how, I'm wow. not going to. The, they just beat Texas. You they guys were really Texas. lost right after you said that. I Iowa I say, say they haven't lost at home in like almost the last two years. Oh,
0: my gosh. I mean, any good team really doesn't lose at home.
1: It, it, exactly. That's what I'm saying.
0: They're not a top five team in the country. Okay. Didn't TCU beat them by 20 at home?
1: Uh, at home, probably. Uh, hey, listen, I they are, I think they are like,
2: top ten, though. Th-
1: this is the thing. They're
0: top ten, they're not
1: top five. one in the Big Twelve has to be in your top five just because of how hard the conference is. That's my opinion. And that was that was the team I chose. It was between them and Texas, and they beat Texas at home by eight. So. All right, all right. S I U Carbondale, Southern
0: Illinois University. At Drake. Can't bet it. Thanks a lot, JB. But, uh, give me the Salukis. I don't even care. I don't know much about the Missouri Valley, but give me the Salukis. They're winning this conference. They're going to be a 13 or a 14 seed in this tournament. Sweet 16 Cinderella. I'm seeing it. Bitten to the Raptors in Carpendale, Illinois. I mean, I'll am i be there for it. Give me the Salukis.
1: We're going party it. like
3: it's Party like it's 2007. I think that yeah. was – was that when they got beat by Jayhawks? Yeah. yeah. We were in, <laughs> they, we were in second won. grade, and I just remember it being like a huge deal. Like nobody knew any of the – play. like nobody knew exactly what was going on. They we are just like, wow, a team from Carbondale, Illinois, is in the Sweet 16. It was like – it was cool. They but, yeah, I'd love to see
0: – Boat race by Mario Chalmers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's, sir. Uh,
3: it's uh, – so they played Drake, Missouri Valley Conference, pretty tight. Yeah, it's a shame we can't bet it. I don't know a whole lot about it, you know, the ins and outs of the conference, but Marcus DeMask, he's a senior. He leads the team in virtually every stat, Uh, points, rebounds, assists, uh, steals, uh, probably leads it in field goal percentage. He's pretty efficient. I don't know. He's just a good player. And um, their their other player, Jones, I think Lance Jones, Evanston, Illinois guy. We've seen him at the Centralia Holiday Tournament before. So they do have some, you know, a lot of Midwest talent on this team. And I hope I hope they can make it in. It'll be a big deal for uh, for this area if they can make it to March Madness. I will say, I went to the game there last weekend, and it was rocking
2: there in the second half. On a Sunday, too. Pretty good, yeah, pretty good crowd. That yeah, that's awesome.
0: I think that maybe had some Mount Vernon, Mount Vernon uh, alumni, N.J. Benson, playing for Missouri State. Maybe that had a little bit to do with it, too, a little bit. I don't know. I don't know if there's many fans there for him or not, but. Any orange there? Any orange and black in the crowd? I, know I, won't was...
2: rip him t- I won't rip him too much, but he played terrible in the first half. I mean, he's
0: a freshman, crying out loud.
2: He, he went in and show. gave up two offensive rebounds immediately. Off. It was like show. high school all over again. Oh, my gosh.
1: All right. Hey, hey, listen, hey, I'm going to be completely honest with you. This line's going to come in for Drake at like minus five and a half. If I was a betting person. Yeah.
0: Southern Illinois plus five and a half. Can't bet it. Anyway, next, next game. Connecticut, UConn at Creighton. I'm going to say something about this. This is going to be the hottest take in this show, this season especially. I think when UConn is clicking, they are the best team in the country. Um, I, I think when they are clicking – I'm going to say it again. When they are clicking, they are the best team in the nation. And they beat Marquette. They didn't just beat him. I mean, they absolutely pour them up, Pour them up by twenty. Number ten team in the country, tore them up. And so, I do think they got the horses. I do think coaching is part of the problem, like Aaron think, says. I do agree with Aaron on that. But
1: UConn
0: lock them into the Final Four right now.
1: We're t- we're talking about the second most inconsistent team in all of college basketball. Are we talking about men's or women's?
0: I'm talking about men. Oh, okay. I'm saying, no, listen, when they're playing like they're supposed to, like they did against Marquette, I think they're the best
1: team in the country. Yeah, yeah, but then they also have games where they lose to Seton Hall or St. John. Hey, or they, hey, ban- or
0: I don't or, want to hear anything about my Holloway, or, Coach Holloway. I don't want to hear anything about Seton Hall. All right. Okay. Seton Hall's dogs. I'll give you
1: that. Okay. They lost to St. John's and they lost to Xavier. At home,
0: okay. We're uh, just
1: freaking. We're just. I mean, what are we talking okay, about? Okay, I need an explanation of the Georgetown game, though. You only beat Georgetown by six. You Georgetown, have, you have bad games.
3: They've lost five of their last ten. Tyler, I will. I will side with Garrett here.
0: I get. They, like I, get whole, I get, get that. I get that. But what I'm saying here. is, what I'm saying is, if they start clicking, I think they're the best team in the country. If they. Click, yeah, if, I think they're a Final Four team. I, there's not many
1: teams you can say that about. I can say that about 12 to 14 teams. Oh, I think you can. I can I say think, that about think, five teams in the Big 12. Oh, my God.
0: He's but right. I, I agree. I,
1: I, I'm not wrong. If they're clicking, they could make it to the Final Four easily.
0: If 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 UConn had a better coach, they could be the number one team in the country.
1: I, I'm just saying they're so inconsistent that I honestly think Creighton wins this game.
0: If
3: Paige Becker's stopped being the assistant coach this year for the women and coach the men, would they make the
0: final four?
1: Yes. They'd have a better chance than right now, I'll put it that way. I need Aaron Pemberton,
0: Field Panthers girls coach, to uh, be the coach of the UConn Huskies. Oh, God. I'll be his associate assistant. No, I'll be his assistant. We'll get the locker room fired up. You guys can be the X's and those guys. I'm the Jimmy and Joe's guys. I'll get the locker room fired up. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
3: I'm, I'm using that quote next time I'm on WMIX, by the way. I was, okay. about that. I was like, I got I to gotta sling that in there somehow.
0: X is, hey, Marvin in football, Dan Mings, not an X is an O's guy, but he's a Jimmy and Joe's guy. That's right. right?
1: So is, Dan. Hey, I'll, so is Tyler, Dan. I will tell you uh, that the team they are playing did beat Xavier at least once this year and didn't get swept by him. You guys think I'm like
0: a big UConn fan. I just think that they're a very good basketball team.
1: They're three and a half games out of their Big East standings. Oh, There's my gosh,
0: and your, 15, your fifth team in the country is freaking in fourth place in their conference. They're tied for second. Oh, my gosh. I mean, they can't even, can't even be leading their own conference if they're 15,
1: 15 in the fifth in the conference.
0: <laughs> the I mean, big, geez, what whoa. are we talking about? You can't even put Texas leading in the conference at fifth in the nation. I mean, You're what are we talking are talking, talking
1: about, about the Big East, Tyler. The Big East. I mean, we're talking
0: they're, about the – we're talking about your they're 15. They're
1: 8-6 in the Big East.
0: The Big East has – Big
1: East is tough, Four-ranked team,
3: Four or five-ranked teams this year, don't they? Might be the third-best yeah, conference.
1: They have five right now. You have them as the best conference? I said third-best third best conference. third-best, I was going to say, yeah. I'd have them It's probably the third-best conference.
0: Tough conference, man. You got – Rutgers, I, I, out I will –
3: I will, I will, I will take UConn though, probably in this game. I don't know what the line is. Uh, they're, taking... they're eight and four at home against the spread. That's just against the spread. Uh, so I like that they play well at home. I'm taking, home. I'm
1: taking Creighton. I'm Not taking Creighton. They're on the road. UConn's on the, UConn, road. Oh, UConn's on the road. Oh, never mind. Take back what I said. Yeah, I'm, I'm, ta- I'm taking Creighton to just beat them by ten at least. Oh my god. Oh shoot. <laughs>
0: Right, I bet this game. line Big
1: comes dad. in. It. I bet it's Creighton minus three and a half is the line.
0: i say Rutgers at Illinois. I don't know what to do with this game. Rutgers. can't bet it, but I would say, I, I don't know, this game is tough. Crappy. Rutgers plays good defense, really good defense.
1: Now we're talking about the third most inconsistent team in the nation, Illinois. Let's just be honest. Like it, we're talking about inconsistent teams here, and again, a team, a team that is poorly coached. I, I'm not disagreeing with that. There's, whoa, I'm not going to disagree
0: with that one. It's not a hot take. Brad Underwood is not a great coach. He's got the recruits, he's got the horses, but he's not a great coach. I
1: don't he think arguably, it's
0: his fault. Huh? You don't think it's his? It's not fault? his
2: fault. No, it isn't.
0: I mean, he was a one seed in the tournament two years ago, and he got freaking beat in the round of
1: thirty-two. Yeah, uh, I'm just saying this. This team should, uh, this Illinois team should be a lot better than what they've shown on paper. Or on paper, they're a lot better than what they've been showing this year. I mean, Terrence Shannon Jr. and Coleman Hawkins should. Each have a walking 15 points at least. And Coleman Hawkins is averaging 9.3. And I could argue he might be the most athletic guy besides uh, maybe Trace Jackson Davis in the uh, Big Ten.
3: Underwood's not an X as a nose guy. He's a Jimmy's guy. No, he's
0: not. <laughs> <laughs> he's not a Jimmy's nose guy. That's the thing. You got to be one or the other. He kind of flirts in between. You got <laughs> to be one or the other. You got to be did one or the other. other. When when you try to stand on both sides of the fence, when you're standing on the fence, you try to stand on both sides. You're gonna hit yourself in between the legs, and you know what that happens? It hurts.
3: I'm just, I'm just going off the Tyler logic, man. That's not. I love it. I love it. You, you yeah, got to be one, you be right. one or the other. You got to be one extreme or the other. Tyler, does it get you, you, get you fired up? Huh? Does it get you fired up when when uh when Underwood left his team in the locker room at halftime and just sat on the bench? And just put his head down?
0: No, because you got to get them fired up. You got to get them ready to go. You got to be like Blue Chips and flip that water cooler very first freaking scene in the movie. All right. Maybe he did. Maybe it was Underrated. Speech. Underrated movie, Blue Chips. anybody seen it? A great. Movie. No, I haven't seen it. Oh, my. Shaq, Penny Hardaway movie. Great movie. You need to watch it. Underrated basketball movie. Baylor at TCU. Give me TCU at home.
3: It's your conference, Garrett. Let's hear um, it.
1: Mm. It's got TCU three. at home is nice. Is Miles going to be playing in this game? No, but the other guy's back in. I'm probably going to take Baylor, though. Like, Miles is such – like, that's – it kills this team. I think – and it's – and it's a, I mean, you got to realize these two teams are less than an hour apart from each other. I mean, Waco is not far from a uh, good old – Fort Worth, at all. So um, I, I I could see that this might be a pretty close. Like, you're going to see a lot of fans that are on each side. So I'm going to take, I'm probably going to take Baylor on this one. On the road, you're taking Baylor. Yeah.
3: Hey, on the T- road. T-C-U, TCU got a big road win against Baylor last month. So it'll be interesting to see how they respond.
0: Will be. I wasn't going to talk about Duke and Virginia, but Duke's so bad I don't even want to talk about it.
2: Yeah, well. talk about an inconsistent team, Duke.
0: They're terrible. Indiana at Michigan. Underrated
1: player of the year,
0: Hunter Dickinson. Give me Michigan.
1: Oh God, get get me out of here. Hunter Dickinson does not come in in the top twenty. You kidding me?
0: Look at his last year three true. games. Look at his last two or three games.
1: I know what he's done the last two or three games. Trace Jackson Davis.
0: Trace Jackson Davis. You can't even hold a candle with Hunter
1: Dickinson. Trace Jackson Davis is still...
0: Yeah, we're talking about, you're saying national player of the year, Trace Jackson Davis, Hunter Dixon, put him in a freaking body bag.
1: I, I wasn't saying Trace Jackson Davis is national player of the year, but... You're saying he's top three. He's I, I, it's hard. Huh? He's
2: probably in a...
0: Right,
1: you're cutting it out,
0: but yeah, I, I think he is. I think he's in the top three. All right, one one second.
1: I don't know. If, I don't know if he's top three. Uh, no, I, Aaron, you think? I know Hur- Aaron
0: definitely said he is top three. you think
1: Hunter Dickinson's top three?
0: No, I thought you meant Trey Jackson Davis. Oh yeah, yeah,
1: I could argue Trey Jackson Davis top three.
0: Hunter Dickinson I, has been playing the last five games. He's been like lights out, like on a heart streak. and it's been. Uh, he, Michigan. He has,
1: I'll give him this. He's been a lot better here lately. It's just the fact that this Michigan team is fourteen and ten.
0: No, I get and, it. I mean, but like the, I mean, think of the last like. Few games they played. I mean he's been unbelievable. Unbelievable. Oh he has. Like yeah you're talking about you know Ohio State um playing unbelievable. Um Northwestern's not a bad team playing good Penn State, that's a tough loss. But Purdue um only losing by five. Um you know I mean they've had I don't know they've they've had good teams and he wasn't playing against Trace Jackson Davis. He he was playing against Ohio State and they have some it, that's not a bad team Ohio State, I don't think I was I was watching the game. I test they're not that bad of a team, but I know they haven't won very very many conference games. So,
1: well, the crazy part is, is Michigan actually has a better conference record than they do an out of conference record. If that makes any sense, yeah, they were six I, and five outside conference, and they're eight five in conference.
0: I think I think you're looking at this game, Indiana. I mean, what what was your last you know win against Rutgers? Went against Purdue. I think this might be a letdown spot on the road to a Michigan team that's starting to kind of roll
1: a little bit. Yeah, we we'll, we will see. The only thing that scares me is is that you have Dickinson and it's a big man matchup, and Indiana has better players around the uh, Trey Jackson Davis than Michigan does around Hunter Dickinson. So yeah. that would be my argument. So yeah. like, if you have the big men equal out, I'm still thinking the yeah, wins this pretty handily. Hey
0: what, man, I don't even know his first name, but Howard's Howardson. He's pretty salty. Jet. Real- oh my, Jet Howard. He gets hot. I think Michigan's a whole nother team. I think they're in a whole nother They're in a whole another tier because he played really well against Ohio State and kind of pulled them away. And he had, like three threes right in a row, and it kind of pulled him away there. And uh, but he. He's, he's a pretty salty player, and I, th- I think when the, he plays well, the whole team kind of rallies around it. And I know Hunter Dickinson's the best player on the team, but you got have other pieces in that
1: center like we've talked about. I still can't root for Michigan with Juwan Howard as their coach, though.
3: And real quick on Dickinson, uh, Dickinson. I mean, he's they, – so they released the uh, midseason Naismith Player of the Year watch list. Uh, there were five Big Ten players on there. Dickinson was one of them and looking at his stats, I mean, he's averaging 18 points a game. He's really come a long way as a scorer um, and a rebounder. I mean, he's, he's led Michigan in points and rebounds each of the last three seasons. Um, Also averaging 1.6 blocks a game. He's, he's a big force down low. I, I, you just look at his stats and what he's done for this program. I think you have to put him in your top 20 players right now. I don't, I don't see how he's not in there.
0: I, I, I think we're kind of going long on Indiana, Michigan, but I don't know. I mean, Jet, the Jet Howard thing, I don't even know why I'm still talking about it, but he is – I don't know if you guys have seen him play, and I know Alex shook his head, so maybe you can touch on it, but he is really – good. I think he he's very inconsistent because I think he's young, but he's a pretty good player.
3: Can't hear you. Uh. I'll give my. I, can
1: you hear? Can you hear? Us now. Yeah. Uh, the uh, I I would have probably at least ten guys over Hunter Dickinson. I mean, you got to put Edie. You got to put Wilson. You got to put uh, Drew Timmy probably. Uh, Tabellos for Arizona. Marcus Sasser for Houston. Uh, Brandon Miller's up there. Jalen Pickett for Penn State. I'd probably put Jaime Hawkins ahead of him. And then you have Sunogo, Usher Sheaveway, like that whole crew. Yeah, I mean, I I'd say Hunter Dickinson falls in that 10 to 15 range if you had to ask me for you think like is better than
0: Dickinson this year.
1: I mean he's still averaging almost 14 rebounds a game. I get it, like it's about the same. What what what's their each team's record's about the same too, aren't they? Probably. And so I mean, I think just let me see what she plays if you gave me just one game who would i rather have I'd, i'm probably taking oscar i don't know i mean he's averaging 15 almost 16 and 13 right now i just it's uh, i'd say head to head i'd probably take oscar anyways yeah
0: all right anything else on college basketball before we get out of here one very many good sunday games i didn't hit on sunday not very usually not a big slate on sunday but uh really
1: really kind of a weak saturday this week you know i mean there's yeah. not i mean there's a lot of
0: volume the, but there's not very many good games
1: yeah there's not as many good games as saturday um it's uh i mean you have obviously a little bit of big 10 a little bit of big 12 but yeah. nothing really outside of it happening. so yeah. the biggest game tomorrow is probably going to be the one of the better games. The Big East game tomorrow, the Big East game Saturday will be the two best games of the week, if you ask me. Yep. Anyway. All right.
0: Just want to touch on something real quick. Nick Bosa, Defensive Player of the Year. Justin Jefferson, Offensive Player of the Year. Brian Dable, Coach of the Year. Geno Smith, Comeback Player of the Year. I think we can all agree those are pretty good awards for all of them. Uh, pretty yep. good. I think that uh, maybe um, – Justin Jefferson may should have got a more of a look at MVP, but often play of the year is a good. Good nod to him at the season that he had. Um, but yeah. Anyway, anything else, guys?
1: Kirk Cousins is not a top twenty quarterback in the league. Okay.
0: Justin Fields will be the best quarterback in that division.
1: I would not disagree with that as long as Rogers is out. I'm glad he's. I'm glad Alex can't talk.
0: Because I can't hear him because he's a Packers fan. He's going to say some crap about Jordan Love. I love that. I love that he was just muted right there. Anyway, Justin Fields, MVP,
3: next year. Book it. Guys bet responsibly.